Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. talk with Freema. So today is Wednesday hump day. Yes, y'all know what that means. Almost a weekend. I hope everybody's being productive, being kind to one another. And remember what we always say, being kind doesn't cost you anything. Compliment somebody, make them feel good about themselves. Anywho, today we have on a movie producer, J.B. Brown. He has a plethora of things under his belt, um, from being in the military to writing children's book, um, writing multiple books for that fact. And did I mention movie producer? He's also in his own movie, and I can't wait to dig in and learn from him. And maybe I can get my little acting thing on. I don't know. Let's see. But without further ado, let's bring on JB. He's 18 years old, Dennis. We've been married 20 years, you cheating son of a bitch. Nakia. Don't touch me. What do you think of me? Some type of slut? He's the only one I've ever been with. You gave her $100,000. This is Caroline. I love, I love you. We'll see about that. Oh, dear. <laughs> You're not the first. And you certainly won't be the last. Why didn't you tell me, Pops? Raquan, I didn't know who that girl was. I didn't know. I love you, Caroline. <laughs> You're forbidden love. I haven't seen or spoken to you in four days. You can't be that busy. Okay, so. Hello, and welcome to Let's Miss, um, Let's Miss Sip and Talk, Lord. <laughs> Hello, JB. How are you doing today? I am absolutely awesome. How are you? 
I am fine. I wanted to, I got a little beyond myself. I wanted to ask you some questions about the movie, but you know, I'll wait. I don't want you to spoil it for everyone who, who wants to go see the movie. But um, J.B. Brown, tell us a little about yourself for the ones that may not know you. I, I know you from our little hometown, Barnwell, South Carolina. <laughs> How did you find that out? <laughs> I was, was going to fool you and tell you I was born by the river. <laughs> no, no, little tent. No, no. Uh, yes, I am from Barnwell, South Carolina, Warhorse country. All right. I left in a long, long, long time ago and uh, went into the military in 1984. And uh, I've been gone pretty much ever since. I still have family there and I go back and visit. Um, there's a, a real powerful ministers alliance. I'm not a minister, but I got recruited into this alliance that's trying to do some positive things in, in the community to help the young folks steer them in the right direction. So I've been working with Pastor Donald Good and First Sergeant um, Eric Kirkland, who's actually my cousin. Okay. And so, and so yeah, we we've been trying to do some positive things. Okay. So when you joined the military, that was straight out of high school. Is that something well, you knew you wanted to do? It is. I went in on what they call a delayed entry program, but I graduated in June and I wasn't leaving until October. So okay. I wanted to get some little change. So I went to work for McDonald's and that lasted about two days. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired. You got fired from McDonald's and everyone's first job. How'd you get fired? <laughs> Well, they wanted to treat me some kind of way, and I was like, you know what? I'm about to go in the military. Well, I have yeah. to put up with this kind of crap. I'm not putting up with this mess. You know, so I had to take a toothbrush and, and clean up some the McNugget machine and sweep under it with a toothbrush. I said, you know, oh, I lost your money. Yeah, you don't know pretty much now. You are <laughs> you're destined for greatness. Um, what made you decide? You know, were you in the military when you said, you know what, I want to start writing books, um, maybe producing movies? Like, where did all that come from? Where did this industry lineup come from? You know, I, I wish I had some of my own original stuff to say, but as mm -hmm. Bubba Sparks said, when he said, I didn't choose to rhyme, rhyming chose me. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose to write and direct and produce. It chose me. That's something that's, that's just a God-given talent because oddly enough, out of three college degrees mm -hmm. and securing a fourth, they don't have anything to do with filmmaking. Um, in the military, none of my jobs had anything to do with audiovisual technology or anything like that. It's this a God-given gift that I have. Wow. So, so when did you first pick up that pen or that pencil? You know, what is it thoughts came in your head and you're like, you know what, let me jot this down. Like, how was it writing that first book? I was 12. Damn. When I wrote my first love piece. Wow. Well, and for a long time, what I used to do was try to justify and figure out why and how. But then as I matured and grew older, I realized that trying to figure out how and why, you can't question what God gives you. Right. You just have to accept it and embrace it. And that clears my mind so that I can do additional and more things. Because when you clog your mind trying to figure out how you do something naturally, you're clogging what comes natural. Yeah. 
with you. Too busy focusing focusing on the, like you said, how did I get here or, or should I be doing this? When well, you should just do it. You know, don't hold yourself back from things you cannot control. Um, Brenda said, once a war horse, always a war horse. <laughs> you better know it. You better know it. <laughs> hey, Brenda. <laughs> That's funny. I think we play um, Barnwell. I'm a cougar, Edisto cougar. So I think we probably um, play Barnwell. I'm not sure. So I don't know. Y'all well, ain't no competition. For us. <laughs> we shall see. I'll make sure I'll make sure I reach out and let you know that you know, you know, the Cougars won against the Warhorse. I pick at my friend yeah. all the time. She's from Barnwell, and I'm like, what is a Warhorse? Yeah. No shade. No shade. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did you end up getting, you know, the movie? How did that come about? You know, the acting. And like you said, it comes natural because everyone cannot act. You know, it doesn't look natural for some people. But just watching this clip, it looks natural for you and, and everyone else that was in it. So so how did that come about? Where did that start? So William Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. Mm. And once again, if you embrace that and acting is what? you were actually meant to do, then you become more comfortable because you put aside all of the inhibitions that stop you. You, you stop thinking that just because an actor, uh, a director says action, right. that you have to do something. You, you, you all of a sudden become this to be or not to be. What is my line? But, <laughs> but it's really natural. Being an actor right. is just be natural. Just natural. Uh, but the way that I had already done seven productions prior to doing Forbidden Love as a as a full length. And uh, I wrote Forbidden Love, I don't know, 10, 12, 10, 11 years ago. Um, I actually wrote it over the course of a four-day Labor Day weekend. I was stationed at Diamonds Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my colleagues we were having a conversation and she gave me a thought and you know, every idea is preceded with a thought, a single thought. Absolutely. And that thought turned into an idea. That idea turned into a storyline. The storyline turned into a story. The story turned into a script. And then finally the script became a stage play of which we produced over four dozen times. And wow. then when I decided to do the film adaptation, I had to transcribe that into a screenplay. So let me ask you, with the behind the scenes part of it, um, when when we say scripted, um, do we allow people to add in, take out, you know, kind of put in words or is it actual verbiage like word for word when, when we use the word scripted? So very seldom. I probably allowed people to ad lib and improv is what you're asking about. Yeah, I yeah. probably allowed that more than I've ever in in my entire over the course of the, all the time. I've probably allowed more. Two reasons why mm -hmm. I don't allow it. One because it's really a direct insult to the writer. Because because when an actor goes off script and starts saying whatever they want to, what they're actually saying is, "Hey, I can do this better than you," as a writer. When what you should be focused on is acting, because right. that's what you're there for. You're not there to rewrite the script. You're there to bring to life 
I tell you one of the most awesome teachable moments that I experienced. Uh, do you remember Forrest Gump? Yes. So Michael T. Williamson, he played Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> so, so two years ago, I was in this movie with him uh, called The 24th. Okay. And that's where I met uh, Ernest and, and Brent and Aaron and you know, a few other people that I had the privilege to, to move on to work with. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Wilmot, it's an award-winning director. And he asked, and, and we were all standing. I was part of the Hayes group. And he was my uh, platoon sergeant. I was Private Jackson. And he asked Michael T. He said, uh, how do you think we should say this line? What do you think? And Michael looked at him and said, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm going to get paid the same. However, you're the director. You tell me how to say it. <laughs> and everybody for a second, like, froze. But then it just turned into a laughing, teachable moment because it said what is said to us is he, no matter how famous, how good, how great he is, he respects what the director is doing and what the writer who happened to be the same one and the same in this case. He respects that. And and I, I just my respect went out the window, just just off the roof for him. Just, just giving us that tidbit. Right. You know, he said, he said, I'm not here to rewrite the script. I, I'm here to do what you want me to do. I'm gonna get paid the same. And we all laughed because, we're like, okay, and that's the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. And and all actors doesn't have the depth and the skill to go off script and maintain the same context of what's being mm. said. So that it still maintains the same message and same storyline. So the best thing to do as an actor is to follow the script and, and do what the director asks them to do. How do you find the individuals, um, you know, to play certain parts? Like um, if you're looking for someone like in the movie for being love, um, that was your wife, I'm assuming. And were you cheating on her with that young lady? <laughs> is that what I gathered? I'll never tell. See, that's, why, that's why when it first when we first started, I wanted to ask you that immediately, but I had to take myself back. So that's why I stumbled. Okay, so I'm not going to ask. But how do you go about choosing individuals? You know, for your for your 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 plays that you've written for the movie. How do you know what you're looking for? I guess you know what you're looking for because you wrote it. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, it's like Stephen R. Kobe says: start with the end in mind. I was blessed with the talent to see, like, I can see in my mind the finished product. Mm. I, I I can see how the shot needs to go and what angle it needs to be and, and how the actor needs to say it. That's just a blessing that I have, which is another reason why when and if an actor challenges what I say, it mm. messes up the whole thing because, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Right. So... So because of that, I'm able to gauge an actor's performance when I see them in other stuff. And I just know that they can deliver. Now, as far as uh, Nasha that played my wife, Nasha and I have amazing chemistry. Mm -hmm. Uh, She she and I met on the set of Contrarily Speaking, which is a Sage Rage production. And I was uh, given the honor of being the director and playing the leading role. And 
she started out as just a PA. And she was so professional and so loyal and just, just so great and easy to work with that I kind of I, I kind of adopted her. Like, okay, I, I need you close. And as we continued to grow and, and, and just synchronize with each other, I learned that she was also an actress. So at the last minute, I gave her the challenge of doing a closing scene with me. And I literally sent her the script on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I think it was Saturday night, it been Sunday morning. And we shot it Sunday, like the next day. And she just, boom, she killed it. So like you said, she it was natural. She, she didn't kill it. She killed it. She killed it. That's <laughs> That's the same like, I, I have to get my ghetto on. She killed it. <laughs> What I can do that. <laughs> and so because again, because of, of my ability to, to see that right. like, reverse, I knew this character. We performed it over four dozen times. So I knew Nakia and I said, That's Nasha. That that is she can deliver it. She knew. And so so yeah, I hit her up and um I asked her if, if she would first be my assistant and she graciously accepted uh, but then i said i want you to play this role and again she accepted and yeah and and she's one of those actors that honors the way that a writer and a director presents his work right absolutely and that's good because that seems like she's you know someone easy to work with you know have you ever have you ever you don't have to answer this question but have you ever encountered a difficult actor or actress, you know, someone who just did you ever have to like, you know what, this is not gonna work? Did you ever have to do that? Of course. Really? Of course. Absolutely. I'd be lying through my teeth if I were to try to pretty it up and tell you that, that yeah, it, it has happened. Uh, uh, I've had to deal with difficult actors. I've had to deal with an actor who after the premiere came back to me and said, JB, I'm sorry. I fought you. But I see now after I'm watching, I'm literally looking at this. Right. I see why you had me do the things I do. And that that and that movie currently has over 533,000 views on uh, on YouTube and on 20 different platforms. Right. So uh, so yeah, I know and despite the fact that you know, like, okay, stop fighting me. Do right. you trust me? There has to be a lot of trust when you're doing a movie, more than people realize. And and I've also had to deal with situations where I've had to fire folks mm. more than one, more than twice. Wow. <laughs> Oof. I know that's kind of hard to do. You didn't feel you didn't feel bad, but well, no, because it's your, you got you got to make sure it's right. So you had to do what was right for for the movie, I guess. Well, you know, the military helped me with that. You know, the, being in the military and, and boom, we got a mission and this is what it is. And, and like, okay, and, and this is what we have to do. Right. And we can't you know, pussyfoot around and sugarcoat things. Yeah. So, no, it, it wasn't difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the tough skin. Like you said, the military built it into you. So let me ask you, JB, um, with stage performances, you know, plays and things of that sort, as opposed to movies, 
what's like how is the difference is there a big difference or or what's the difference between the two when you say you know stage plays and acting in a movie there is a difference there's a big difference with stage you have to be really big like because you got to think let's say that you're in a theater that has an average of 450 seats you have to play to the last seat in the house mm, because okay. The front of the stage, which is commonly known as the fourth wall, and then you have the proscenium, that represents the the frame of a camera. Okay. So you're playing to this big the whole thing. But but when you are on a camera, the the the, the frame is like this. And so your your movement, your eyes, your facial expression, the subtleties is way more uh, condensed, you know. Okay. To whereas if I was if I was gonna gonna tell you that I think you're crazy when I'm doing a film, I might be like this. But <laughs> on a, on stage, I have to be more like more extra. So that is that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I always wondered, like, okay, if I could do a stage play, you know, being a play on the stage, then I guess I could do a movie. Seemed like it would be a walk in the park. But like you said, it's different. Your gesturing have to be different. You know, you have to be more extra because you have a larger view. Okay, that makes sense. So I'll tell you why it's not quite a walk in the park because it's not just, when you're doing a film, mm -hmm. it's not just point and shoot. When you're doing a film, you have to think about your different different perspectives. You're going to do it from this side, and you'll be shooting what's called an OTS over the shoulder of this character. Then you do it from that side, and you got to do an OTS of the opposite side. Then you do a wide view. Then you do a reverse, and then you do some candid shots. Well, the, the thing about it is what you have to take into consideration is if you're shooting with one camera, you have to be consistent. Otherwise, you're going to create bloopers. That's if you, when you shoot from this side, if if the actor is using uh, his or her left hand to point, mm -hmm. and then when you shoot from the right side, if they decide you're going to point with your right hand, when you cut, it's going to look like <laughs> you're going to create a blooper. And so you have to be really consistent. You have to have good... Uh, you're going to have to have really good actors that that are consistent. Mm. Uh-oh, I have the wrong thing. And so, um, and so, yeah, it's not quite a walk in the park, you know, like people might think it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's not quite. Mm -hmm. how, how did, I see Alan said, um, this is why I'm stern, the military, no means no. <laughs> He's very, <laughs> don't I know? Um, Latasha Graham said it, it is harder to work with someone who has never, you know, act before. I can imagine. No. It's not. No, not for me. No. Because they don't have bad habits. Oh. They don't have this attitude that I know everything and that I don't have to listen. People mm -hmm. who's never acted before, they come in a little more humble. Okay. Now they can't be contaminated. They can be contaminated when they're working with seasoned people who mm -hmm. do know how to do things 
And then they they feel like, well, I need to behave that way too. Like I know it all. But if that person is humble and they're real and honest, they're going to stay in their lane. And that's very important because everybody can't do what everybody else does. Right. Right. That's so true. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, too. They don't, you know, they didn't, they don't have the bad habits. And when you say bad habits or, you know, what what's an example of that? What would a seasoned um, actor or actress, what type of habit would they, they pick up? <laughs> What's an example? Your very, your very first question is the excellent example and answer, and that Ooh. is going off script, improving. Oh. Well, are you old enough to remember Good Times? I am, but honestly, I didn't really watch it. Okay, but you Sorry. know who JJ? Yes. So JJ was the only actor on good times who was allowed to go off script and improv everybody else would get fined if they went off script yeah it's interesting to look at the behind the scenes and 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 the stuff like that to learn about and uh but yeah he was the only one who was allowed to go off script okay so a season after an actress probably feel like okay i've been in several movies so I can squeeze this line in there or this will sound better than what was written for me. Yes. And sometimes what happens, see, see, I learned this from directing 101. Sometimes what will happen is that actor will want to add something extra. Mm-hmm. But see, as I shoot like an editor. So if that actor delivered the primary line the correct way mm-hmm. and he or she he just happened to add on some extra words or something. I don't trip. I just cut it in, in on the editing. I just edit okay. it out gotcha. because you don't want to. It, it's just a psychological way of of appeasing the actors. Right. Say if an actor says really jacked up. Well, directing one on one says don't throw chairs and yell and oh my god that is not why can't you get this acting 101 says you know what that was that was an interesting interpretation do me a favor so that i can have a contrast do it this way see in my mind i'm thinking oh my god what in the heck was he thinking what was she thinking that was horrible but i don't have time to babysit you so i'm gonna spoon fade you and tell you do it like this for me so i can have a contrast I, I need to see the depth of your talent. Okay. And I'm just messing up psychologically. I could give a fat baby's booty about how talented they are. I want the line said this way because right. this is what the meaning is. But it makes them feel good and you'll get you'll get what you need out of them. <laughs> exactly. And when and, and by the time it gets to the editing floor, they've forgotten about the two different ways anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. You just have to know how to Get in people's minds to get what you want. That's true. That that's true. It's always what's that saying? It's always more than one way. Maybe that don't go with this. Maybe more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know if that's a proper phrase to use or example to use with this, but yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, metaphorically, it is because, in other words, what you're saying is there's more than one way for me to get what I want out of you. Absolutely, that's the truth. Um, Latasha Graham said, if someone wanted to get started in the act- into acting, um, how would they go about doing it? So 
Don't ask Junebug. That's how. What I mean by that is surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. Surround yourself with people who has credible activities and credible things that you want to do. Don't don't go to uh, your your church sister or mama and them or 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 the librarian and ask them about how to become an actor. Go to an actor, you know, and not just somebody who's trying to do. Go to somebody who knows how to do what you're doing, who's credible. Yeah. Um, all of my contact information is on my website, jvstarpresents.tv. And I mean, I am a certified teacher and, and, and you know, I, I am a, a teaching director. Now, uh, Sherman Hemsley, late, great George Sherman Hemsley, uh, when we were working together, um, he, he approached me in Texas one day and he said, JB, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take over. I'm not, you're the boss, uh, but you ought to make them get it. And I looked at him and it was like, he said, yeah, basically what he was saying was, uh, how's it go? Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man a fish, and he'll eat for a lifetime. Mm. And so time permitted, I would be that teaching director and, and make them figure out the right way to say it. I know. Um, for example, if we were at a table in a scene and somebody in the server came over and say, what would you like? And the first person says, I'll have water with lemon. The second person can't say, I'll have water with lemon because mm -hmm. that's not natural. The natural way is I'll have water with lemon. See, just that shift in your inflection says that you said what you're going to say. I'm saying mine next. Yeah. Let's say that the first person says, I'll have water with with lemon and you want it iced tea with a sprinkle of vodka in it. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to say, I'll have iced tea. The second person, we're not going to say, I have iced tea with a sprinkle of vodka in it because that's not natural. The right. natural way is opposite. And the second person is going to say, I'll have iced tea with vodka in it. See the simple shift in my voice? Right. Yeah. That's true. And, and so it, it actually really irritates me when somebody will say something wrong like that because I'm thinking, you don't even have to be an actor to know that the natural way to respond to somebody is like this. Why, why are you talking like that? Nobody talks like that. April. <laughs> oh. Yeah. April. oh. Oh, she put because I was in a um a film, a teacher's nightmare. She said, check it out. <laughs> um okay. okay. Christy Savage said, um, this is really interesting. Would love to have more young people learn from you. Are there credible roles for seniors in your movies? Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I try not to limit myself is by writing about the same type of character. Mm -hmm. Uh, that sometimes we get a tendency to only want to cater to uh, pretty people, pretty boys, um, um, pretty girls, um, certain types of stories. But it limits you because there are so many different types of people. And if life 
imitates art, as it said, then life is more than just one subject. Mm-hmm. Life is about a, a multitude of things. Right. So, so yeah, um, one of, I'm planning on, um, right now I am looking at doing two, two more of my nine film. One is an all children's movie. Okay. All adults, 100% children. And the other one is a romantic comedy called Love Me With My Clothes On. And and so <laughs> and so so you can see right there there's two different ends of the right. spectrum. Um April says so true. They always used to say you have to have the look. And we yeah, I used to hear that all the time. You know, and I, it, it is good that things have changed because it's always you had to look a certain way or she or he's not pretty enough. Oops, sorry. It's not my dog. That's me, me. We don't even have company often, so I don't know why she barked. She knows <laughs> one of us coming in. <laughs> uh, said, that sounds interesting. Yes, the movie definitely does. Um, how do we find Forbidden Love? Is that um already aired? Is it when is it when is it coming out? When can we view it? So it was released on August 1st. Um, okay. It's streaming. ABStarPresents.tv. And uh, you can go there and either rent it, buy it, or purchase the DVD. Uh, one of my friends loved it so much. She rented it, and she loved it so much till she came back and purchased the DVD. She says, I want a hard copy of this. You know, uh, and and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not naive about business. Mm-hmm. Everybody does love everything. That's, that's just a part of life. Right. But who loves it will definitely love it. Forbidden Love is a very powerful production. And uh, people who watch it, I, this is what I tell people who who directly comes to me. I say, if you don't like it, I'll pay you. Because <laughs> you know it's a good That's movie. How I, I know it's a great movie. You better know it. <laughs> And just one more time, JB, um, what is that website that we can go on to rent it, purchase it, the hard copy? What's that website? One more time. JBStarPresents.tv. And that's a one-stop shop, JBStarPresents.tv. What I mean by that is people can, can browse and shop for my books. They can look at my video blogs. That's what they do. They can uh, see some of my uh, other works that I've done. Uh, yes, there you go, right there, jbstarpresents.tv. That's the website. That's it. That's the website. Mm-hmm. And then also and, on, and, on there, um, and it, are we able to reach out to you, like you said, you know, as far as, um, you know, guidance, coaching, and things of that sort? Do you, do you offer yourself? Okay, good. Yes, I am very approachable, very, uh, very reachable. Um, and, and, uh, and I'm actually uh, open to uh, recontinuing to give acting classes. Now, let me be perfectly clear. When I say acting classes, I cannot teach you to be talented. Right, right. I can teach you the protocols. I can teach you the, the techniques. I can teach you how I can make you cry. Okay, mm-hmm. People ask me a lot, 
how do you cry on, on, on set so easily? Like, boom, you know, like if I'm, I can, I'm not going to, so don't ask me, but I can sit here and, and go into a scene and start crying right now, uh, right here in, live in front of you. <laughs> but I'll get a headache because it's so intense. So intense. It's so funny you say that because as I was touching up my makeup, I was like, what if he just say cry? You know what? Why and I'll just have to boo cry. Because for some reason I can just pour it out. Look at my sister. Prim can do it. I don't know what that means, JB. What does that mean for individuals that can just turn it on? That, like that means I don't know if that's a good thing. That means that they, they have great concentration. They have oh. like amazing concentration. Uh, here's another oh, little fun tidbit. The producers told Janet Jackson when she was on Good Times mm -hmm. that if you can cry on the band, bam, you got the, the role. And she did it. She, bam, she killed. Yeah, because she, she on Good Times. She got the role. She on Good Times. She must have did it. <laughs> yeah. And so, because what happens a lot of times is a producer or a director will ask you to do the hardest thing mm. with the thought that if you can do this, right. then you can do anything else is easy. Uh, I, I had a cinematographer when we were doing, when we were doing uh, To Love the Soul of a Woman, there's a scene where I had to cry, where uh, where my, my screen girlfriend hit me in the head with a pipe. And, and as a doctor was sewing me up, I was so much in love with this girl Till I was my best friend and, and and our two best friends were telling me you need to file charges and I was like she's sick there's a problem and they're like no you're sick what's wrong with you and I was like and so when I walked off the, after we did the 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 scene like eight times with different angles and I had to cry each time wow. on cue one of the cinematographers approached me and he said man where do you go and I looked at him I said what. He said, where do you go? He said, he said that I can almost see you leave the room. It's like it's like it's an out-of-body experience. Like I don't even see JB anymore. I see this character. And I said, you know, 20 years, nobody's ever asked me that before. But, but what I do is I foster emotions. And when it's time to cry, I recall those emotions. I know I've learned to harden myself in real life to the point that uh, death, bad things, whatever they 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 don't affect me, mm. so that I can recall those feelings. So it's genuine. When you see me crying in in a scene, it's real. It's real. But it's, but it's painful, and that's why I don't like to like just do it. Wow. Yeah. That, that that definitely sounds familiar. I'll say that as far as, you know, like you said, as, and, and it could have been because I, I went to mortuary school. So I felt that's why I was hardened, you know, and, and not affected by certain things. But now speaking to you, it, it makes sense to why I can just cry. Because, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, why I can just yeah. cry because you think about, you know, certain things and boom, you're able to do it. So yeah, it's genuine. It it may not have happened right now, but it is genuine. So wow, I can really relate. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you said that because I can directly relate to that section because one of my last jobs in the airport, 
one of my last jobs in the Air Force, I was an honor guard instructor. And in the honor guard, we're the ones who carry the demise and, and bury the, the demise. And so it, it gave us just this deep hardening. You know, we see in our brothers, we're carrying our brothers. We're not just seeing them, we're carrying them. And, and But we can't break down and start crying in front of the families. You know, we got to keep that stern, hard look. And we, you know, we're carrying the casket and we we saluting and then we pull one gun, bam, and the whole nine yards. So we had to, to learn how to control it. But then when I'm in front of the camera on stage, then I, 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 I allowed the floodgates to open and I recall those moments and then, there it is. Okay, so um, okay, let me let me clarify that. That's my sister. It's still, it's still, and JB, I hope you back me up on this. It still was genuine because I'm crying about what I was thinking about, what has happened in the past. So those are genuine tears based upon what I'm thinking about. Now to get out in trouble, you know, maybe I just happened to cry at that moment, but the tears are still genuine. <laughs> Absolutely. I got you back like a sweater on that one. That was real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you're not going to you're not going to just cry just to get out of trouble. You're crying at the thought of what's going to happen when you get in trouble. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you crocodile tears. <laughs> um, Natasha Graham said the movie. Um, the movie you're doing with the kids, what are the age range, um, youngest to oldest, that you would accept for your movie? So I am taking a slightly different approach with this. I have actually asked my assistant, Nasha, and my sister, Shay, to co-direct. And I'm just going to be the producer. The reason why is I have a very distinctive method when I'm directing. And so... I don't want to direct the kids the same way that I would direct adults. And it, it, it doesn't have the soft edge that it needs being kids. Okay. So as such, I don't want to give an age range because I've, I've said if they both accept to do it, I've told them that I'm just going to produce and, and I will allow them to make those decisions. So, but, but I mean, just as a generic response, you can you can say you know what legal kid range is, you know. I, so I would say you know four to to kid range. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, what do you know if that information would be on your website when you do start? Um, you know, ready for auditions and for the children to try out. Is that something you'll put on the website? So again, I'm going to take guidance from them from the two of them mm -hmm. so because they may want to either create a supplemental website mm -hmm. so that yeah. it okay. is going one place and doesn't get saturated and absorbed in everything else that's going on okay. um, or they may want to just uh, direct it to a specific facebook page for familiarity okay. I, I don't know i don't want to i i, I want to stay in my lane okay you know, even though i'll be you know, the producer who's making it happen. That's what a producer does is makes it happen. But they're the ones who will be steering the ship. Gotcha. 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 Definitely understand. Definitely understand. JB, I really enjoyed it. Like oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I was just going to say uh, uh, the focus is to have that ready for Black History presentation. Whoa, because okay. it's called No Yesterday. Uh, it's called No Yesterday, No Tomorrow. When basically the premise is that all the kids are playing the children, the younger versions of famous people, mm. past and present. Everything from Barack and Michelle on down to Rosa Parks. Wow. Uh, to Benjamin Benneker, Martin Luther King Jr., the whole night. They're just playing a kid version. It's, it's an anti-bullying piece. Wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be powerful. I'm ready for yes. that one myself. That's gonna be really good. We definitely <laughs> need something like that. And and it sounds like it's it's more than one, I don't want to say lesson, but um in one movie, you know, from black history and what they're doing and bullying. So that sounds like that's gonna be an amazing movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I try to put some sort of, some sort of lesson in every piece that I do. Yeah. Okay. Now, and this is something I do ask um, the individuals that I have the pleasure of interviewing um, for the little JBs, you know, for the the kids out there that want to be that writer or movie producer or that actor, um, but they're scared. You know, maybe they need the motivation. They need that little um. What would you tell them, JB? What words of encouragement would you give them? You, you know, I wish I had one of those things set up where people follow you around and okay, this is the your day. Because literally about an hour ago, hour and a half maybe, at a restaurant, mm -hmm. I just talked to this eleven year old and his mother, who he wants to be a cinematographer. Wow. And I said, oh, okay. I said, do you want to be an actor? He said, no. He said, I want to shoot. And I said, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to hook you up with my DP. Wow. And I gave his mom my card and I and I told him, I, I said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to hook you up with my director of photography. And as he goes on the different shoots that he, that he normally does, mm -hmm. everything from a wedding to music video, to short films, to feature, you you get to tag along and learn uh, from somebody who's actually done what you're doing. So the answer to that question is surround yourself with the right people. people. I love Go that. to someone you know. If you want to be a director, talk to a director. Right. Don't even talk to an actor because an actor who has not directed can't give you the depth that an experienced director can. Right. Oh, you can talk about theory all day long. It's like, for example, I can't be a talk show host because mm -hmm. I ain't pretty enough. But, <laughs> but no, but seriously, I can't be a talk show host because that's what you do. That's right. not what I do. I can talk about the theory of it all day long. But if I was on the flip side of this situation, I'd be all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just like to talk, JB. Maybe it just come natural because I like to just I like to just <laughs> run my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but yeah, I you will find about me what I love to do is stick with what I know. Mm. And so when I run across people like like Nasha and and Ernest and, and even my sister Joyce is even in the in the movie. Oh wow. And, and, uh, and I, I run across all these people. Reggie and I have done four projects together. 
three movies and a and a, a, a I don't know what is it called when you do it. Uh, I forget what it's called when you do it on YouTube or something. Uh, one of those episodic things. I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, one of those together. Uh, Vanzel, that was our first time working together. Uh, Rebecca, amazing. Man, it's always a great thing when you have an actor who's not only talented, but has an amazing personality is to go along with. Right. It just... You know, it just as everybody gravitates toward. Even the the location owners love that girl. You know, and she's Good. just yeah, she's just cool people. And then, you know, and then the, the the other people throughout the city that that embrace the project and embrace me. I think relationships are very important. Right. Uh, you know, Rebecca Hawkins and I with with the with the villa, uh, we still have lunch together. That's cool. You know, uh, That's good. Um, Christy and I talk almost every day. Um, the the Larry over at uh, my house bar and grill. Uh, we talk when, when we when we talk. We have to set aside like time because we go for hours. We just like, before you know it, three four hours have passed, and we're just going and going and going. Relationships are so important to me. I can't even tell you. I agree. How, you know, Colette. I've known Colette for what, ten twelve. As a matter of fact. Chris, who plays the lead, who he's one of the stars on Black Lightning, um, and now he's he's uh, landed a bigger deal uh, where he's going to be working with uh, some other big names, Tyrese. But he actually was in the play version ten years ago. Oh wow! And he's still yeah. hanging in there, huh? He's still he's still doing. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. He is. You know, it's amazing. Come on set and literally look at and read this the scene just prior to shooting and just come in and just spit it back. Just do it. Yeah, that's just, definitely yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah. not just, there's a difference between just saying the lines because you're remembering it versus portraying the character as right. if you just become the character. Becoming you just character. transform and become the character. Yeah. And, it, and it just makes my job so much easier. Right. Right. Yeah, you gotta feel it in the body language and everything, not just the words. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my my nephew Passion sings. You know, when you watch the movie, you, you're gonna see uh, a performer. There's only one performance in there, so you, you'll know uh, he sings uh, "Save Me." Um, it's a self-written song. First time. Curtis Wilson from the Big DM heard it. He was like, man, that's a hit. Wow. Love it. I use a lot of the gospel music of Jeremy Miller, uh, which you you'll recognize it in the in the movie. Uh, you know, very, very strong, very powerful uh gospel singer. You know, I'm very proud of that young man. He was yeah, good stuff. That's good. That's good. And it's good that, you know, you're able, like you said, to build those relationships, you know, with individuals and long lasting ones, you know, so. That's, yeah. And, and that's something good to have because uh, I always say you can't live on this earth, you know, alone. You you definitely need people. A lot of people feel like they don't need individuals or, or what have you, but we definitely do. We definitely do. Um, we hope 
that you could bring the cast on, um, you know, at least one Wednesday or Sunday so we can talk with them, you know, see how they feel, you know, just to pick their brains a little bit. I'll be I'll be gladly appreciative of that. <laughs> I would absolutely love to bring the cast on, especially my, my, my little 10-year-old co-host, uh, not co-host, but co-star, Sarai, because just to show my audience or show your audience right. that 10-year-old star, you know, that, that's, that's in the movie. Um, I would love to bring him on. I, I wanted to bring him on today, you know, because this is like, uh, I forget, like my eighth or ninth uh, interview, and I don't want to seem selfish because, right. you know, they were with me and, and um, yeah, they were they were definitely with me and my back. So you tell me when, and oh, we'll I will have set it up. We'll definitely set it up. You know, Alan be on it. You know, he's that drill sergeant. You can relate. <laughs> we'll definitely yes, I remember those days. Uh, Latasha, just make sure you you know uh, he's not a hundred percent certain because he's letting his assistant and everyone guide it. But make sure you stick to that website. Keep looking periodically just in case they do tell you where you can go, um, you know, for the screening or the auditions or to send those headshots. So make sure you write that um, that website down so you can continuously check it out. Um, yes, April, that would be great for the cast to come on. I can't wait to meet them. I'm definitely going to check out the movie. I can't I can't wait for that. I, like I said, I was ready to ask questions. I'm a person that you can't watch a movie with. I'm going to be honest. Because I don't care if it's our first time watching it together. I'm asking, so why did she do that? So what are they going to do next? So I'm horrible. So that's why I was so engrossed when I was watching it. And I was ready to just ask you some questions. But I had to catch myself. I had to bring it back a little bit. Well, see, <laughs> see, see what happens a lot of times, Prima, is because they know that I know the answers. It's different when you're watching something with your friends or your right. mate or your homie or something. Because it's, it's more generic. Mm -hmm. But when you're watching the person who actually wrote and directed the movie, you're like, okay, I want the inside scoop. Right. Tell what happened me. right here? Yeah. <laughs> and, tell and the way that, on, I know you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the way that I write, I try to write and direct and produce to whereas you can't go in the kitchen and get a sandwich. That's why I said <laughs> oh, sandwich. Yeah, because you be glued to the screen. <laughs> you can't get a sandwich because you're going to miss something. Then you're going to want to pause and wind back. You want to ask questions. We, as I told you before, we performed this as a play mm -hmm. over four, four dozen times. There were numerous times that I've learned over the years how to read my audience. And there were numerous times when the audience were so engaged mm -hmm. that I would either radio back or I would go backstage and say, no intermission, keep going, keep going. It's still no intermission. And because they were that engaged, yeah. they did not want to go get a, a soda. They didn't want to go to the bathroom. They didn't want to go take a smoke, nothing. They were like just, just into it, just glued yeah. to, to the stage. And so I would just tell them, keep going. And, you know, and, and in theater, that intermission is that time for people to, to go do whatever they got to right. do and chit chat about it, come back. Nah, they wanted to keep watching. Keep it going. That's good. That's good. I can't wait to watch the movie. Um, JB, I really enjoy this time. I know you're a very busy individual. Probably have something else you you're probably going to be start writing or getting into, or you know something of that sort. So I really, really appreciate this. Um, I think.
think we may see each other Saturday. Are you going to be in Charlotte um, Saturday? Unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but uh, I got to be in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So, no, I won't be in Charlotte Saturday. Um, I would love to, but I got to be okay. in Atlanta. Well, I'm glad I was able to meet you here then. Um, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy this conversation. I enjoyed the tips yeah. that you gave us. You know, again, I'm ready to watch the movie. You guys make sure y'all, um, you know, go to the website, rent the movie, purchase the movie, get it for a gift. You know, Christmas is coming up, you know, or or take it to the family house. You know, on Christmas, everybody's watching a movie together or Thanksgiving. So that would be something good to watch. Again, that's www.jbstarpresents.tv. Um, is there anything it's child, here? It's child friendly, but child. the youngest star in it is 10. She okay. was nine when we shot, but her birthday was on July 17th, which was our premiere date. When it, and we're birthday buddies because my birthday is July 18th. Okay. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely... Um, it's it's strong. It's a strong subject, and it's strong, strong content. But it but it is 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 done to the to the point to whereas is actually I was actually surprised. I've had three different pastors, mm -hmm. four now, four that said this is a great family movie. As strong mm -hmm. as it is, I mean, because right in the beginning you see. Uh, Nakia slapped Dennis. Nasha smacks me and called me a lying son of a bitch. But even with that, and I thought that was going to have some type of effect on on certain people, certain right. pastors. But four different pastors that made the same comment separately. Not they don't even know each other, right. and they yeah. said the same thing. So, so that boosted my confidence a lot. That's amazing. That's amazing. Kudos to you. Keep up the great work. And I did want to um, just speak on really quickly. I appreciate the fact that, you know, and because with Let's Sip and Talk with Freeman, I feel like knowledge is power, sharing it, motivating each other, seeing if you can do it. Maybe that gives me the hope that I can do it. And for you to allow um, the 11 year old that was out to dinner, you know, that came up to you to, to shadow, you know, someone giving him that opportunity means so much because a lot of people, you know, sometimes we hold things, you know, we don't like to share it or we don't like to put things out there and, and to hear that you do that and, and allow him that opportunity. Kudos to you, JB, and, I, and I'm honored to have met you today. Thank you. No, that's what we're here for. That's that's evolution. How can the, the kids be the future if we don't teach them what it is they're supposed to be doing? You know, I, I'm on a committee for, for a day of truce. Mm -hmm. That's happening October the second, and you know, led by AB Strong and Mark Minister Mark Hill, Doctor AB Strong, and uh, it is a day of truce for the Bloods and the Crips to come together and like, boom, let's stop, let's squash this this fighting, let's stop this craziness that's going on, and it's up to us who are whatever you want to call us, pillars in the community, leaders in the community, so many. Times we leave things up to the politicians and to the, the council people, and it's it's not up to just them. It's up to all of us to become an active part of the progression and make sure that our kids are steered in the right direction. It's easy to tell a child you shouldn't be doing that, but guess what? What should they be doing? Right. If you're going right. to tell me what should be doing, 
be prepared to tell me what I should be what doing. Should be doing. Yeah. And that's and, the truth. And, and that's I, I know we're we're out of time or running out of time, but I gotta leave this tidbit. Whenever I have my my motivational talks, uh-huh. the, title, the title of my motivational talk is I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And the theme is I don't fail. The difference between fall and fail is the I and the L. And as long as you don't let that L turn into an I, you wow. just fall, brush yourself off, get up. You got to be a goal setter. When you set goals, that goal becomes your destiny and the plan to reach it becomes the method. So when you fall, that's not the end. Just brush yourself off and keep going to reach that goal. So that's my that's that's not just a title. That's my life. I don't fail. You don't fail. I I, I don't fail. I like that. Uh, I just fall. I learn something every time I interview someone, and I love it. Y'all are so powerful. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, it, it's powerful. You know the way people just put words together, and it means so much. You know, it means so much. And, and what you said makes so much sense. You may fall, but you got to dust yourself off and get back up. Don't let that I, don't let that L turn into an I. You're not going to There you go. Yeah. And, and, and you can remember that by saying, I, I don't lose. I get defeated. Losers lose. Hmm. Don't let the I turn into an L and you'll never fail. Right. Again, thank you so, so much. Um, I've learned a lot just from having our conversation today, you know. Um, so again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. And and again, we're definitely going to stay in touch um so the cast can come on and you know talk with us and share their experience and everything. And 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 as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. Peace and love. Thank you again.